1: geeks and welcome to a long overdue episode of smack my pitch up i'm mike the hobbit your host here tonight we want to thank everybody that's been holding strong waiting for a new episode to come out in the era of the world that we are in right now sometimes it's a little difficult to uh do shows like this or uh, when it comes to like trying to remote in it it can be a challenge um you know wanting to social distance and being smart about how to go about any kind of like in-person recording it is very much a challenge
2: Yes, it's, uh, uh, you know, you kind of question, okay, do I, do I go and do this? Should I see these people in person? Like, or I know they're, I know they're being smart. Like you fight all these things. Like, do I need to do this? So I have to wear a mask when I see them? Do I have yeah. just wear a mask walking to their house? Like it's a, it's a, it's a whole different, uh, it's like a fucking world reboot right now. Yeah, and pretty it's much. not a, it's not a good one.
1: And the thing is so far be it for me to give any advice on the best avenues to, uh, to explore in that regard that is a conversation best left to the professionals to talk about but oh yeah absolutely and uh, also not really the main focus of this uh, show the show if you are unfamiliar with smack my patch up is a show that reboots remakes reimagines sequels mm-hmm. cycles and adapts some of your favorite and least favorite uh tv shows films books what have you uh, so basically we take stuff oftentimes beloved stuff and ruin it completely ruin <laughs> it and make it way worse than it ever could have been as a as a reboot or remake so, uh, this evening I've got Kyle Smash here to help out. What is happening? You've been on here a number of times now, so and it's always a good time. I think my favorite one we've done though was Blade.
2: Oh, Blade! That was the was, first one. Was that the well, first one? Yeah, I think you maybe you had a test episode and then you brought me on. Okay, okay. I don't know if it was. Uh, it was one of the early ones. I'll it was an that. early yes. one, yeah, for sure. It was fun. Blade was that was so much fun. We had what, who do we have as Blade? I think uh, Kevin Hart. I think Kevra, Kevin Hart and uh, Idris Elba was maybe. one. Of, maybe it was Idris Elba. I think we had in one of the blades. But it was Kevin Hart. In oh, my a, God. It was so long In ago. a bubble,
1: fighting the long sleeves of his blade jacket because <laughs> yeah. his arms were too tiny, uh, rolling down a hill with, <laughs> with samurai the t- swords. I think T-Rex
2: arms yeah. was a phrase used.
1: Yes. To- <laughs> So, um, what we're hoping is that there's going to be at least some level of uh, of funny that can match that uh, Blade episode, that definitely check out that episode, that was so much fun. So much pressure. Tonight, though, talking about pressure, this is one of those films that I didn't realize how beloved it was until I mentioned to a couple friends that we were going to be recording this episode Mm -hmm. on this movie, and they lost their minds about it. I thought I was just, because I was an adult when this came out, pretty much, so... I wasn't like the age group they were going for but I still very much enjoyed it there's so many cameos in it too uh, we're of course talking about I believe the 2005
2: five or four yeah five two, or four, I think 2004 it's or five one of those things
1: uh, Sky High is yeah. what we're doing tonight
2: I wouldn't have considered myself necessarily an adult probably legally but being a fan of superheroes as I was you know watching it and seeing that oh this is not just a kid thing like there's it's it's got a lot of good underlining things for, for adults, too, that yep. are fun.
1: And additionally, like, I'm as as well a fan of superhero uh, stuff as I'm sure anybody that's ever listened knows, but I'm also a huge fan of Kurt Russell.
2: And well, so to, to see
1: it? Kurt Russell in a superhero <laughs> costume being Kurt Russell mm-hmm. was just a pure del- delight.
2: Which, of course, was a complete, like... um well, not a ripoff, but but more of an homage to you know the Clark Kent Superman characters. but in this time instead of a journalist, he's a real estater. He's a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they own their own company. Him and his wife, and you know, but he wears his glasses and suit and his tie yep. when he goes out. And then his other uh, persona is uh, the commander.
1: The commander, yeah, yes. And
2: jet streams his wife. Yes. Just such a great name.
1: There is one thing that's always bothered me about the original movie, and it is something that I'll touch on a little bit with my remakes is that. That movie is beloved. It's great, and there's mm-hmm. and this is just a minor annoyance: is that Jetstream, yeah, the mom just doesn't really seem to have much of a role in the film. I mean, she's it's really second fiddle to Kurt Russell. Which okay, I get because it's Kurt fucking Russell. Yeah, but she doesn't really have any like real involvement in raising their kid. Like no major moments in the film that makes her an equal to Kurt Russell, and that always kind of bothered me a little bit. It was like that she was just there for set dressing almost to a degree. So
2: almost, you know, and, um, you know, and I know that she just uh, passed away with rest in peace, but, uh, you know, uh, what was her full name before Travolta? It was just Kelly Preston. Kelly but Preston. Now Crest, it was now as she's passed, though, so it's Kelly yeah. Preston Travolta. But she's, uh, you know, she was, she was always been, I've always remembered her being good in movies and rememberable. Um, always put in a solid performance. Um, But she was almost like to the more tantamount or to the 80s, you know, like the background mom, like, I use it all the time, but you know, like Monster Squad, like that lady was, uh, who's the mother in Monster Squad was literally that same character in like five other different movies in the 80s. Well, they pull that with a background dad is kind
1: of the same effect that they do in Stranger Things where there's the one dad no, that's exactly. just reading the paper the whole time and then just like not engaged at all.
2: Right. And the, and the mom is, is super engaged mm-hmm. from the emotional aspect and the dad's like completely... Taken out, you know, but okay. that, there's, the, you know, Stranger Things is probably more realistic in terms of how the normal daily yeah, life sure. was, I'd imagine. But, um, you know, with her, that that was that was what she did really well. So it seems to be every time she was, you know, she got these characters, it was this really rememberable side character instead of being, you know, the star. Sure. So it's it's understandable. Plus, being next to Kurt Russell, I mean, his hair is be- better than any woman standing next. True. To him.
1: And I mean, what are you going to do out? choose scenery on kurt russell no he's no that's he's got that like uh, that aura about him that takes up the entire room yeah and any scene that he's in it's just like completely the dead center of any scene he's in
2: yeah no no yeah absolutely like he's that's what he does best like guardians of the galaxy 2 would have been an okay movie if he wasn't in it and it turned out to be an excellent film because he was in it sure and every scene he was in, it was like better. It was just better. Just Everything's Kurt better. Kurt Russell,
1: Kurt rustling.
2: I mean, if you just, yeah, if you just Kurt Russell and you you Kurt Russell your hair and you just Kurt Russell, like just be Kurt Russell. Stop <laughs> right. being you right now. And, be Kurt, and be Kurt Russell.
1: What's those old memes about Batman? It's like nobody, uh d- you can't be anybody but yourself. So always choose yourself unless you can be Batman, then choose Batman. Yeah, then
2: always choose Batman. Yeah. Always choose Kurt Russell. Yeah. Always be yourself. If you can't. Uh, You know, or, or Batman, if you can't be yourself, yeah. always you know, choose Batman or some, some crazy thing yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah.
1: But that being said, that, that is a real challenge in and of itself is part of the reason why this is so loved is Kurt Russell, Kurt russell all over this film. So you need somebody that oh. has not the same kind of energy necessarily because he's- he, he's definitely just yeah. his own that's like
2: that's like you know trying to find perfection like you just you can try yeah you're not going to get there but always try but you definitely want
1: the person that's in this role in any kind of reboot or remake or something to have that kind of energy where they take up the room right you know that there's there's a real draw to that person so mm-hmm. that, that's something that i really had to consider when figuring out the, this casting list and uh, if you haven't listened before, basically we talk about how we might change the tone or the plot or anything like that for our uh, we do two different versions. We do a uh, actual reboot remake reimagining where it's stuff that we think would be the best choices for yeah. if this t- was to be remade or rebooted and uh, genuine at casting and stuff that we think might be a good choice. And then we have our remix version, which is just a weird take on it.
2: You could have really anybody alive or dead in there. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't I think really think They don't even have to be in a movie, do they? I mean, technically, you could probably just pull out.
1: <laughs> there was a moment in this that, and this I didn't use this for my remix version, so I can say, is that I wondered what the casting would look like. There's a bunch of movies on Hulu right now for kids where it's like parodies of movies like Indiana Jones, but it's a dog like it's the like I think
2: they've done that actually
1: yeah i mean I, there's a couple of them on hulu right oh, now
2: Oh, you're saying that's one i was like wait a minute that really sounds familiar yeah,
1: is, there is one on hulu that i'm like morbidly curious enough that i might one day when i'm bored actually sit down and turn it on but i was thinking about doing sky high that way where it's just played by animals and ah, oh, uh, that would go. be fun but again the, what i don't i know what wishbone i think that's the only dog that i actually know that i could cast so uh, it'd be kind of pointless for the show, but
2: can you imagine that audition process? Oh A lot God. of shit to pick up
1: that, that schnauzer really screamed superhero to me. Yeah.
2: Like that, he was that, that Doberman was great, but he went ahead and, and he pissed on my bag. Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure he shit over there too. And you didn't pick it up. So you're done.
1: You know, the bulldog that was going to play coach Boomer is just, I mean, we were going to pay, we're paying scale, we're paying scale and he's just asking way too much for the part. We can't. He's a great choice. It'd be a perfect fit,
2: but he's just cost too much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Boomer's such a, but you know that role's only memorable because of Bruce Campbell. So if you take him out of there, you really don't even need him.
1: That's what I loved about when looking back on this movie. I forgot how many like beloved actors and actresses are in this film. It's got uh, the original Wonder Woman as the principal. Yeah, uh, you've got uh, what Linda Carter. Uh, Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Linda The then principal. You've got uh, Dave and Kevin from Kids in the Hall. Yes are there as teachers and some of the
2: best lines in the movie oh my god Dave american Foley, boy uh, or mr boy yeah mr boy <laughs> it's <just so> <laughs> so the, you know they all you know they basically said hey uh we have these basic roles and they just filled in the rest yep. like you know that's what happened.
1: absolutely and just kevin with like that massive like he looks like the uh what is it the thinker the evil villain yeah from, from the, from the flash yeah yeah
2: the flash villain that's exactly what it looks like yep and uh and it's just or Brainiac in some illustrations.
1: Th- there's one scene in this that is like everything because of who's in it. It's Coach Boomer and I forget the name that uh, Kevin's playing in it. Boomer's trying to convince him to go out on a date with twins, mm-hmm. and he said, "And I saved you the evil twin." And then the creepy fucking look on Kevin's face,
2: where he's like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm into Professor the Professor Medulla was the Medulla, name in that, yeah.
1: yeah, okay. So yeah, Professor Bedoula is like, I, Boomer says, I saved you the evil twin. And he's like, mm, like almost kind of sketchy, creepy about it.
2: Those are the three best characters. I mean, besides Kurt Russell, he goes without saying. But he those are the three best characters in that movie. And honestly, you could do a complete spin-off movie with just them, with that whole crew, and have it be just fucking dynamic. Sure, you could do a whole spinoff.
1: Absolutely, and that's kind of actually the, what I was thinking about with this is that uh, if we're going to be talking about like the directions we're going with our serious take, our actual reboot remake, mine is more taking into account the nature of superhero films and how much it's changed since this movie came out. Came out two thousand four, two thousand five. So like three or four years before everything changed with Marvel Comics. Really, two thousand eight, Iron Man, just making the world of superhero films an entirely different animal Mm -hmm. and the fact that sky high is a Disney property. Yeah. So it would be more, we have a lot of mashups we're going to be going through later on what to mash with sky high. But if you're doing a superhero film that with Disney, why would you not incorporate Marvel into it? So, but I would say more in an auxiliary sense, not direct where like the teachers are like captain America or anything. Not nothing that degree.
2: Remember those words when you hear mine.
1: Okay. But I was thinking as far as, uh, you know, tonally, I want it to be a little bit closer to that like action uh, comedy kind of combination than a lot of like the Marvel movies have, like Ant-Man and Wasp and uh, Thor Ragnarok, the funnier of the films, I think would be definitely an avenue that I'd want to explore in this with a little bit of tongue in cheek, self recognition of what it is at Mm -hmm. the same time that that's part of the reason Sky High is so fun is that that Kurt Russell is chewing so much scenery being the big superhero and clearly being almost a parody of it in mm-hmm. this without it coming off as clunky or weird. You know, it's just,
2: Oh, it had that. I mean, and all, you know, I call it and I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's probably previous movies, but for my age and what the, what I've grown up with, I call it the ghostbuster paradox, which essentially you have a movie that with some of the most ridiculous tones to it or not tones but the ridiculous content in terms of what you're expected to Mm -hmm. to take in and enjoy is not just a comedy but you also take the movie seriously Mm -hmm. right that's that 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 is the ghostbuster paradox if you can be that movie and like um sky high i've watched it I watched it before my daughter, and I, um, even just within the past month, I swear to God, we've watched it like three or four times. Wow! And that's yeah, that's why it was just one of those things, like top of my head.
1: Well, that was great because I was I was on HBO actually, so yeah. I was able to like pull it up and rewatch it again. And the, that's an example of why I know there's going to be a good episode is when I can rewatch something in preparation for an episode, and I'm delighted to have an opportunity to
2: see it again. Yeah, it's it's got a it's got a a light heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but really solid um, sort of subtext to it. That's not trying to preach anything, but at the same time, it gives you a sense like, uh, you know, even in this sky high that what I felt like was directed really well was that they, they interwove this sort of meaning of, you know, obviously bullying, but accepting anyone for being who they are. And that's a really good positive thing. And if you can find movies like that, that still have that tone without forcing it, Mm mm-hmm and pushing some people away, you know, that's that. So you got that along with the Ghostbuster Paradox, like that movie will be around for a while.
1: Yep. The fact that it's been around for as long as it has, you know, like either 15 or 16 years, and it's still a really appreciated film. And I don't feel like it aged poorly at all either. Maybe a little bit of the CGI is a little
2: clunky, but... Maybe, only because we're so used to... You know, I watched Twister recently too, and, and I'm like, man, you know what though? CGI still holds up well for considering the time and mm-hmm. you know, Titanic that holds up almost superbly. Yeah. You know, so there's certain movies. It just, that depending on the budget, but yeah. that still really hold up. Not, yeah. Not that's everything one of them.
1: is virtuosity. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> virtuosity. or Ugh. Johnny mnemonic. Oh God. <laughs> technology changes. Jesus.
1: But yeah, so totally, I definitely want to have it more of kind of like an adventure kind of Marvel superhero kind of tone to it. Witty dialogue, you know, uh, uh, with some vague carryover into the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. Kind of like how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is is associated with, but not directly most of the time.
2: Yeah, it's like the second cousin twice removed. Kind of that...
1: That's that still
2: related, yeah. Yeah,
1: so I, I kind of want to go that route. And I figured... Um, and just to kind of go through my version, and then we can hit yours, your yeah, version.
2: Yeah, sure. Yours It'll, is always more detailed anyways.
1: I, uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to have to explain a lot of these, actually, because I'm getting the person that started the Marvel Cinematic Universe to help me with my vision here on uh, Sky High and I'm getting a gentleman that's been working with Disney very heavily since his involvement because with Marvel. Because he's so money, yo. He is so money and he doesn't even know, you know, he knows it now.
2: Oh yeah, he fucking, yeah,
1: uh, sees his bank account. The Jungle Book was fucking incredible. He did that for Disney. He did The Lion King for Disney. He's done a uh, kid's movie, Lion King, it was more the the cgi that was the issue there
2: for the most part yeah there was there was a few that's a yeah it's a different conversation but
1: also he did the kids movie Zathura, which was kind of a space version of jumanji as well yeah absolutely
2: Zathura is a great movie
1: it's a great movie and it's underappreciated i think oh yeah very much but we're talking of course john favreau is going to be my uh my money director on this one here so uh, you know he's he's definitely going to be a side character he's going to be just a teacher mm -hmm. at the sky high because you got to have him as that But also, that added its own level of um, challenge, it being set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because then I don't want to use actors that have already been involved in the MCU, because if it is part of the same universe, you don't want actors playing two parts. Oh, I
2: I went completely against that thing. Well, no,
1: yeah, no, no (laughs) (laughs) worries. But for, for Jon Favreau, I have the commander. I wanted somebody that controlled the room a little bit, and I was thinking about also playing out of the humor coming from the kids perspective, but from the parents perspective, they're in the real world. So I definitely want them to the characters to play kind of like a in more like they're in a different movie, Mm -hmm. you know, in the film where they're more intense and more actiony. And like, you can even have the lighting change when they walk into the room where it's more like hero effect lighting and stuff like that.
2: Everything's that quality buildup.
1: Yeah, exactly. Where everything becomes like really fucking intense whenever they show up. Mm -hmm. And I thought that would be super fun in, in a kid's movie to have it almost like there's two movies happening at once in this thing. And I thought it would be a lot of fun, and also marketable to get Idris Elba in a superhero costume.
2: Yeah, yeah, you could do. I mean, I I actually just watched uh, Fast Five, so or not Fast Five, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, and he's a black wearing, Superman. He, yeah, he's the black <laughs> Superman. He's got a badass suit he's wearing in there. I could see that. He throws on he throws on you know that quality acting and the charm he's got. Fuck yeah. Only oh, he's so fucking charming yeah. that I could and see he's him. He's a big boy, so.
1: Exactly, <laughs> and I wanted somebody that had that kind of big kind of feel, because at least the outfit that Kurt Russell is bet wearing. you did. Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Idris Alba, so I definitely have no problem throwing him oh, in and the role. Oh,
2: me too. He's a handsome man.
1: He very much is. And then I also, in the same way, I wanted to kind of keep Jetstream as almost an equal of uh, the commander in my version of it, where it, it was less of window dressing and more of an actual, you know, action hero in their own right. So I wanted an actress that was able to kind of portray that and you know was age appropriate to Idris as well. It seemed like it would be a good pairing for a superhero duo because they are a duo in this movie. Yeah. So I decided to go with Action Queen herself um as of like when she hit her 40, she decided she was going to be a fucking action star. Uh her own.
2: I knew you were going to yeah. say that. And she's got a new one on Netflix right now. Not only would it
1: half the movie the adults in the crowd be just imagining them having sex with each other because that's <laughs> pretty amazing. But additionally, like she's she's actually a talented like action star.
2: Yeah. And she started doing action movies when she was like 40 and she's come a long way since 2 Days in the Valley. I will tell you that. Yeah, much.
1: definitely. <laughs> so I think it would be a great pairing to have those two uh as the real superhero characters. Oh yeah. And then uh then you move on to Will Stronghold the main character here and I I wanted, you know, the goofy kid that is a little bit awkward and and can play that role a little bit. So I decided to go with Caleb McLaughlin from Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And uh, he's that character in Stranger Things. um, Kind of awkward, not really knowing what's going on. He's really sweet, and people get along with him that aren't worried about being popular and shit like that. So I think he would fit into that role pretty well.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: i feel like there's some uh crossover happening between our
2: our um, yeah we'll cross over Uh, okay all right
1: um then uh, we move on to layla the best friend slash love interest and this is an actress that has been on my radar for a little bit now that it has got great comedic timing um and just a great actress especially for her age she's only like 21 22 maybe uh but she can play younger she has played younger um, talking about Haley Steinfeld. Now, if you're, oh yeah, if yeah, if you bumblebee, bumblebee, yeah, she was. And the main.
2: countless other things. Um, she's been in a bunch of. Well, what was the western? Uh, she, that was where she got
1: her real start. Is she got nominated for True Grit?
2: True Grit. That's it. She, and was, she was fantastic. Was in
1: incredible yeah. in that, and she was young in that role.
2: I've watched these movies, yes. Uh, pitch Perfect, um, the sequel I think she was in. I remember I had to watch it recently. And Does, it's, if it's anybody asks, you have a daughter.
1: So <laughs> I do <laughs> have a are, daughter. That's the excuse. I somewhat enjoyed the movie yeah. because
2: it was actually, you know, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, keep going.
1: <laughs> What's the name for a fan of the Pitch Perfect series? Is there like a
2: Pitch Head or something? or A Pitch Head? Perfect Pitch Head. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to hear
1: from our audience on uh, what you call a picture perfect fanboy.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh,
1: I think a creep is what you call an adult man that is a big fan of an adult
2: male. An adult uh, man. Yes, who's just going to all their shows with a trench coat probably. just by themselves. Yeah, that's yes. a lot. Yeah, he's balding. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so look out. Yeah. If there's, I I think there's a Pitch Perfect musical. So
2: yeah, if, we know you're out there, Carl.
1: Yeah, Carl. Uh, so yeah, Haley Steinfeld for Layla for Warren peace, which is such a fucking wonderful villain name.
2: Oh, the play on words there. I guarantee you like maybe 60% of people who've watched that movie understood why they, and if you look at the character in comparison to the name and the play on words, it's it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. It's
1: it's lovely. I love it so much. Um, It's, it's very on the nose, but I love that. Um, I decided to go with an actor, you may be familiar with from a couple things. I
2: was going to say, if it's Tom Welling, he's a little too old. Yours are always so well thought out.
1: (laughs) Well, I wanted an actor that could do the action stuff um, and be a little bit of a... I didn't want to go necessarily with an actor that was like dark and brooding necessarily Mm -hmm. because that's that's a little old school in the like bully guy character. Right. Um, I wanted more just somebody that was yeah, the brooding part that had some like <laughs> pretty fundamentally uh, challenging family ties uh, to deal with, having a supervillain parent, or, um, that's that's a lot. But somebody that can play that character a little bit, like mm-hmm. not like a bad dude, but definitely has some anger issue stuff, is stuff working through some stuff. And an actor that you may know from the movie Pan, uh, Levi Miller. He played Pan. He played Pan. Yes, and and he's been in a few other films.
2: That's the one with. Uh... Hugh Jackman, correct or no? Yes, that's Hugh, the one with Hugh Jackman.
1: That's the one with Hugh Jackman. He was also in a Wrinkle in Time. As where he looks Calvin. like
2: where he looks like a uh, a steampunk pirate king. As yeah, they that's, say, uh, there uh, were
1: some choices made um, in that movie for for uh, for
2: he was Hook, I think, right? No, he was Hook for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, but it
1: was a a version of Hook I have never seen before. So that was.
2: That was some New York underground S&M scene hook right yeah, there right. like where his name was fucking literal. Yeah, right. <laughs> like,
1: and then uh, then we've got Royal Payne or Gwen.
2: Gwendolyn.
1: And uh, for that, I wanted you know, an actress that could play kind of both coy and sheepish and also fucking evil. Uh, and I really would like to see what uh, Willow Shields could do with that. If you don't know the name itself, you would definitely know her from The Hunger Games. She was the younger sister.
2: Oh yeah yeah she was she did she did the she definitely played that uh, very sort of like empathic graceful sort of nature to them
1: and so I think it would be interesting to see that hard turn towards the end that she's kind of comes off as naturally sweet so Mm -hmm. I'd love to see how she could portray just that hard turn into villainy
2: yeah i mean she's she's definitely got the skill level i mean the probably by now hopefully developed more of a skill level but yep. i think she could turn that
1: and she's about the correct, correct age group as well and then of course i had to do coach boomer because it was such a fun character in uh-huh. that. and also bruce campbell it's it's because bruce campbell was the character is why it was so okay. fun
2: put anyone in that role i guarantee it would have been okay it's yep. like it's like uh, Tom Cruise and uh, Tropic Thunder like nobody could have done it like he did it. Yep. And it fucking hits you upside the head. You didn't ha- you didn't expect it coming. And that's you know, you think of Tropic Thunder. There's a handful of scenes and him.
1: Yep. And uh, I was I was thinking specifically because I saw a movie called Fighting With My Family recently. I decided to cast Vince Vaughn as Coach Broomer. Additionally, you know, Vince Vaughn in a John Favreau film and just oh, that's perfect having John Favreau play uh, Kevin's part as the Mr. Uh, Medulla mm-hmm you have him as Medulla and then you have Vince Vaughn talking to him about evil twin and shit like that and just having that moment where even throwing a year so money you know you don't even know it kind of line just a just as a little bit of fan service uh, there would be well, super boomers
2: fun. wardrobe definitely would have consisted of of that er- early 90s uh, you know Vegas style oh sure slick look, Definitely. you know.
1: And uh yeah, i also Coach Boomer. He plays a basically a coach in fighting with my family and in a very Vince Vaughnish type way, but I feel like that really would translated relatively well to this casting mm-hmm. in this movie that he's like shit talking kind of mean dude that ultimately has the best intentions with these kids but is just a gruff, you know, shit talker. Yeah. So, that's perfect. Yeah, I think Vince Vaughn would work really well. So, that's my casting for my my real take my my i guess reboot or
2: your legit one
1: yeah my legit one so what do you got for your legit one
2: okay so and i'll start and so i have my legit one and then i have just one that's just okay it's just a mean it's mean violent just violent (laughs) that's all that is um so for the fun one uh for will (laughs) i'm so mad at you Because I was like, "Do I come up with the new one on the spot?" I said, "No, I'm gonna stick with Caleb McLaughlin yeah, because
1: absolutely." Well, that kind of speaks to, you know, that we both chose for the main character in our. He's a our he's real a take.
2: good child, or he's a good actor, and we saw him in person at that con, mm-hmm. um, and where he was speaking to the crowd through the mic, and him, um, and uh, Dustin or um, Gaten Matarazzo mm-hmm. uh, were both just really well spoken Mm -hmm. individual like into intellectual guys. Like they weren't these stupid kids saying things because they think it's cool. Like they actually thought out these words. So I definitely thought of him because it's one thing to see someone on a show and you're like, all right, they got acting chops even as a kid, like they can do this. But when you see him in person, I just remember him being, he's just like, just a nice little kid, like a nice kid. Mm -hmm. So that's who I thought of. Will is that quintessential Clark Kent Bef- before he realized he had powers sure a kid yeah. and and you know in th- of course you got to bring him back to fucking superman of course i do <laughs> fucking this whole thing is built on superman's son <laughs> and wonder woman yeah uh you know so uh, yeah i definitely thought of him he definitely had the uh he's got the acting chops but he can play he's he can play the good guy unwilling or the good guy that doesn't want to go into danger but is willing to do it because he understands the importance and that's what you need in a character like that
1: well it's showing that you just because you're afraid doesn't mean that you're weak it actually right. sh- it, doing it anyway shows your strength
2: and it's a positive reflection on the father sure and which i'll go to next so the father i had was will smith okay for, uh he's he just can i i mean i lo- always loved will smith and uh, he's just his acting is it, when he gets a really good script and he's got a good director, man. His acting is phenomenal. So like he can walk into that part. It's like the, the version of Hancock. <laughs> I knew you who were had here, yeah. a loving family, you know, it's almost like the red sun, Superman, you know, it's like, or whatever the case is, sure. like he grew up with the loving family. So, <laughs> you know, that's what he is. So that's what I knew you were thinking <laughs> Hancock when you cast this, just like, of course, no, man. I think you should play it. Exactly like, it played
1: exactly like Hancock. Um, which, is funny that his love interest in that is Shelley Theron, which is who I cast I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, la-
2: I was, i was I'm inside, I was like, I swear to God, we've crossed over, like, 30. <laughs> we crossed the streams.
1: But yeah, no, just have him play it as Hancock is this, like, broken, alcoholic, like, piece of shit superhero <laughs> that, like, <laughs> That the kid isn't even like looking up to you so much it's just like oh jesus i'm like the son of hancock this is terrible yeah
2: like and then he finds love and respect for himself and realizes and all good things happen they span from that the yeah. little smith he just bleeds that when he's on screen he's sure. just a you know decent guys and for for the for the wife i did i did jada pinkett because exactly what we were talking about um before is that i didn't want her to, I didn't want to just pick an actress who was like, oh, they'll just be good for what I know of the material. But if I was adding material and adding dialogue and giving some sort of real presence to the wife and to the mom, she's going to be a badass. Like She's going to be the walks in and says, stop talking. Go to your fucking room. I don't care that you can lift a a mountain. Like I'll fly your ass to the top of one (laughs) with no coat and see how you feel.
1: Now, that's going to be awkward if they end up like, divorcing over the recent uh did you hear about that that jada pinkett like oh on, yeah on yeah. air like told will smith that she, she had stepped out on him
2: i uh, yeah you know i heard that and um you know i think th- and they were going through marital problems and mm-hmm. uh you know trying to work it out and you know they've been together a long time so any so, any so marriage you
1: just incorporate that into the script of sky high there you have this really like well, that intense could... moment where Jetstream mm-hmm. tells commander that like i slept with mm-hmm dr medulla oh. and uh <laughs>
2: <laughs> well i now here's the thing as i didn't necessarily i i did pick i picked different people for the bad one but if i was going to do the a version of their arc in the bad one mm-hmm. just so does a background thing then i had thought about doing that with the cheating yeah of like figuring out it happened like during all this shit's going down you're like you're trying not to die and you're like you did fucking what like, I'm gonna leave your ass to die, but yeah, right. you can't because you're a hero and that goes against a code and you're just all fucking mad. <laughs> just all mad. Should have signed that prenup.
1: Now, <laughs> did you say who was directing this uh debacle here?
2: Oh, the good one. No, no, the good one, the 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 sweet one, the one with heart to it, yeah, is Chris Columbus. Okay. Christopher Columbus.
1: Great I mean, he's directed everything yeah. ever. I mean, um, yeah.
2: I mean that's it, I when I thought about like first off And I'm being a, a Potterhead A huge uh, Harry Potter fan And the first one um, I never read a single book And then saw the first movie He did uh, Home Alone as well didn't he? He did Home Alone Yeah yep. And um, he's, I mean he's done a ton of things He's just a great Director with He did The New World <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, That's... he did The New World. What else did I he I think they just cast him as the director for Into The New World
1: because his name was Chris Columbus, and they thought it was funny to attach him. Yeah,
2: probably. Yeah. They just they just laughed, and they laughed. And
1: they're like, they this couldn't... is too good. This yeah. is too good. It's producer humor, yeah. where it's like, it's funny, but it's like chuckle funny, not like... <laughs> actually make Did you know where they decisions? were sitting there
2: doing that someone heard it and then got to him and and then he was like well here's my quota and they're like, they'd laughed even harder yeah right <laughs> <laughs> like you can't afford me bitch right um but that's who i would have do the okay. good one um so with that comes to um Gwendolyn the bad guy now the the best friend i'll go to in a sec but the, the this one i took a long time to think about and i was like all right some I kept- of these choices were tough Dude, I mean, especially with the younger actors, because obviously we're not that exposed to the, the the younger, probably, you know, 25 to under actors out there now, unless you're actively watching a lot of shows on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, so you're not really getting at my age. I'm not. I only exposure I'm really getting is from my daughter. Yeah. When she finds a new show on Disney. And then I'm like, oh, they've gone through the machine like most of them did, yeah. which is fine. You know, they did it. And if they came out the other end. Zendaya did, and I, that's who I picked as Gwendolyn. Yep, <laughs> that's who I picked is Gwendolyn. Um, just because she's played, uh, from what I've seen, and I saw a few bits of this show on HBO. Um, but she generally plays good-hearted and good teen. So I was like, but she's a badass girl. Like she really is. She's a badass person. She seems like she's got her shit together for especially for her age and being in that environment. And I was like, but what if we put her in a role where she was just mad and pissed? Like, yeah. I think she could pull that off.
1: And See, I've toyed with her for both Layla and for uh, Gwen in, yeah. my, in my real version. Uh, but then I, I came to realize, like, she's in Spider-Man storyline. Yeah. Know, as as MK, for
2: you, so. it sucks. But for me, it's yep. perfect. <laughs> so
1: that's why I was like, oh, did I cast her? No, I really bandied about using her. She doesn't isn't really the right fit for my Weird take, mm-hmm. my remix. Uh, but yeah, I, w- I was absolutely trying to cast Zendaya, but yeah, she's in the MCU already.
2: Well, and I also tied it to Superman in my mind because of Gwen Stacy, and I was like, oh, that's the part of Superman. Like gwendoline that's Gwen is the name. So I was like, yeah. fuck it. It's a really weak ass uh connection, yeah. but I'll take it. Yeah. Um no, I thought she would do a good job. She's got the acting chops and she's you know i there was this kim possible show on disney that i watched with lorelei where she was like a kid's teenager spy yeah but she was really good like for the show that she was on she was definitely very like a very good actress nice. so um and then for la uh layla i did uh amandla uh sternberg or Stenberg, who played Rue in Hunger Games. Okay, she was the little girl in Hunger Games who basically I swear was I've
1: cast her in something before too.
2: She's she's, she's been great, in several things. Yeah, but she's that's, a great actress. That's probably the, the thing I knew her from because mm-hmm. I was thinking about. It, I was like, who's that little girl from Stranger Hunger Games? She'd be older now. Yeah, she'd be around the right age to play. You know, between fifteen or now, well, between fifteen and twenty. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's who I came up with. I was like, that was probably I've read the books. Uh, and I love that character, but in the movie, the way that they, they did it was so well done. That was probably my favorite character in the movie. So uh, one of my favorite characters in Hunger Games. So she stuck right out at me and would be perfect for that uh, sort of heart and levity to like problematic situations mm-hmm. and stuff for her friend. And, you know, you could take the romance in or out. I mean, I, I don't sure. you know, that's a that's just the thing in a movie that they don't even press that much time on.
1: Not much. It's a main motivation for the character, Layla, yeah, a little bit. For the
2: teenage for the, girl yeah. who's got a crush or boys got a crush or whatever you identify with now. Yeah. Would be, and that's that's the good version of my story is that that's, that's actually part of the plot is that, um, um you, you know, they push to not, nobody has any labels, uh, but it's the kids themselves, especially the bullies and the ones that start popping out labels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's sort of like, that's like just an underlying thing that's happened in the background.
1: Well, I mean, that is part of the original, uh, as well as like the conversation about, you know, Layla says about the labeling of superhero and like superhero support sidekick. Yeah. sidekick, Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you could absolutely use that as kind of a Mm -hmm. converse underlying conversation about labeling and
2: absolutely. Yeah. They do a great job. So for, uh, war and peace, I did, uh, Noah Schnapp. Which is, he plays Will. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Is, which is funny to me. That's why I did it, because he plays Will on uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. And if you look at him now, I mean, he's grown. He's much taller. Like, he looks... He. And at first, I had wrestled about putting him um, as Will mm-hmm. um, himself, but uh, I just I just wanted to see what that kid could do, because he always plays this, like, good-hearted, helpless, like, oh, I'm being taken over, but I was like, let me see what this kid can do if he's just fucking mad all the time like you never see this kid mad i want to see him pissed and that's
1: the thing i i actually yeah was looking at the size of the actor when considering war and peace and i didn't want to necessarily have a hulking bad guy
2: no he's all attitude even in the even in the original movie he wasn't a hulking he was a skinny guy he was just fucking mad. Maybe I mean, it's just
1: like the long black yeah. hair.
2: And the fact that he could he could control fire. Like, yeah. yep, that fucking scares me too. That's yeah, pretty cool too. Care how many muscles you have. It's
1: very handy at a cookout. <laughs> you're
2: right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a little undercooked. That's about all. Yeah. That's no, not all you're good for, buddy. <laughs> um, so I didn't do Boomer. I took Bruce Campbell though and just to prove that he can just take any part that's meaningless more or less and make it something special. I actually took him and put him in as principal powers okay uh linda i didn't want to take linda Carter out of it she was awesome but at the same time i was like i'm not gonna have boomer but i want somebody who's gonna come in who has very little dialogue and short scenes and that is like one of the f- one or two things you fucking true like come out of that theater going bruce fucking campbell yeah uh so that's how i put in there and then as uh <laughs> I, I know you didn't do this but for uh, i did a f- few more but for ron wilson who's the bus driver he got yeah. eventually. Eventually, at the end of the movie, his his arc uh, after the fact is that he he finally got struck with like toxic chemicals and became and fought, r- a giant, super, robots and fought giant robots, fought giant robots with his uh, with his like with a mop or, or something. something like that. It's yeah. like Toxic Avenger, but like That's the good That's one of the
1: kind. Broken Lizard guys. It was the original actor. In yes. Yeah.
2: Exactly. yeah. Yeah. Uh. Um. Uh. Rod. Uh, Rod not Rod. Hi, uh ramathorn ramathorn yes Is it ramathorn yeah yeah anyways uh so i have him and then for uh royal pain's sidekick uh who
1: uh, the original actor was the actor that played the dean in community
2: yes yeah and he, he does such a great job and i was thinking well who gotta put him in that character that's just as goofy but probably put more uh animated movements behind it was mm-hmm. jim carrey
1: Wow. Okay, like the biggest name of all of these, and he's playing like the sidekick of the bad guy. Yep,
2: because yeah. he's the motherfucker that will come in and just completely take it over. Anyways, sure, true, uh, and that's what you want. And if everybody's doing that with their performance, dude, you're gonna have a stellar. Ca- oh my you know.
1: God, it's gonna be such scenery chewing situation.
2: Um, I've got two more, and then okay. and then I'm done for. You know, the bad one only has like the top four, but sure. the uh, the rest of these. So, as uh, All American Boy, um, I have Steve Carell. Okay. <laughs> I think he would just be awesome. Really, there's several roles he could do great, but yeah. that role in particular, because if you've never seen, um, I don't know, anything he's done, especially like with The Office, like he plays that awkward idiot mm-hmm. so well that he's so good hearted that you're just like, I want to hate you because you're annoying, but your heart's so big that I guess I'll accept you. I love you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for the last, and fi- the final one is Professor Medulla, which I put Will Ferrell as.
1: See, and while well, you were talking about uh, about Mr. Boy, I was thinking about Will Ferrell as Mr. Boy. Yeah. And especially in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if he was Mr. Boy, you could have John C. Riley's character from Guardians <laughs> dropping off a uh, new cadet. Or he could be
2: Medulla. Or he could be Medulla. <laughs> <laughs> and all of their scenes are together, and they're all improv. Oh they don't even write them in the script. They're just like, uh, you know, Medulla and all-American boys scene. Go. And
1: honestly, like, you wouldn't even have to, like, nod to the Step Brothers thing or, or any of the movies they've been in together. Or just have that one moment that they just kind of look at each other like a, a knowing kind of, like, shittiness kind of thing to each <laughs> yeah. At each other, and then that's all that's done. That's even it's a, a, it's, note.
2: a it's like a, a loving loathe of each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's and exactly. it'd be perfect. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So that's 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 mine, and you know the story doesn't change so much except for the fact that uh, uh, they're locked inside the school. It doesn't it doesn't start with that. It starts with them out in the neighborhood and doing the normal scenes, going through teenage things, starting school. Mm-hmm. But once they get to school, it starts and stops in the school. Uh, where the school goes on lockdown. Both my versions go on lockdown, but this school goes on lockdown, and Gwen, uh, through years of planning like she had done, you get a little backstory, takes over, and her gun, though, instead of turning them into babies, uh, turns them into, uh, shrinks them, shrinks them down, and then she collects them all. Uh, And and for my bad one, I was like, let me do the same story, but she shoots darts at him, and I was like, that's fucked up. So... (laughs) It'd be fine, but it's like, fuck, they turn them into like little figures, basically mm-hmm. put them on the shelf and she's fucking throwing darts. Oh, geez. But I didn't go that way. And this one, she just collects them all, you know, and puts them in a room and like action
1: you know, figures, like action figures, nice. but they're alive.
2: You know, they're alive. It's like downsize me. Yeah. With uh, um, downsizing. Yeah. Or da- yeah. Is it downsizing? Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, M- uh, uh, Matt, Matt, Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. Similar to that. You know, where nice. they have this community, and then you'll you'll have all the hijinks come from there.
1: Yeah, I did think about the the gun, the baby gun, and I did think about like how to do that in relation to the MCU. And what I decided to do was that in Endgame, where they're trying to time try travel at like the very beginning of the film, and it turns Ant Man into a baby at one point. Yeah. Um. Somehow using similar technologies to basically steal, like the the youth or whatever from or the age or from the people that they're being turned into babies and that's why the villain is able to remain the same age is by like stealing the essence of people and like turning them back into babies. like a hocus
2: pocus sort of situation sort of like that it. kind
1: of deal yeah yeah
2: we're young yeah well younger younger yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh
2: did you want to go with your buck wild or you'd want me to do the buck wild or? uh uh, what the be- the evil one? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, I'll go mine. Mine's very quick. Okay, okay. So I'll go through mine. Mine uh, shouldn't
1: take too long either. Yeah,
2: my director's Tim Miller, so it already tells you okay. what kind of violence you're gonna see. <laughs> oh, wow, and what kind of comedy you're gonna see with it. And uh, the the premise. Uh, I'll go through the cast, but the quick premise is uh, Gwen uh, uh, is similar. Locks down the school, and turns it. Her gun can turns everyone against each other. So whatever small gripe you have turns into a large gripe, mm-hmm. uh, and then they battle Riel throughout the school. And so the, the you know the main characters, especially Will, uh, and Layla are uh, they're you know working against all odds to try to get the gun to reverse uh, to stop the killing because otherwise they're just they're just they're just killing each other very similar to like uh, Kingsman Kingsman, I was about to say yeah. yeah very similar and I thought about that and I was just like well I don't want to like just make them explode or like it severs an arm you can do that with any weapon Yeah, uh, I was like but if you turn them against each other then you have like best friends mad because like they like this one girl at the same time. It just becomes a fucking battle royale. Yeah. But in this battle royale, there are no knives and swords. There's fucking superpowers. superpowers,
1: which makes for so much more fun.
2: Oh my god! It's like it's like if the army at the end of Endgame, it's like on the good side, just went fuck it and just fought each other. Oh man! Uh, and like Civil War, like that's what I had in my mind, battle royale, mm-hmm. and and of course with Tim Miller, you're gonna have a lot of jokes. And uh, probably a lot of shots at pedophiles because you're in a school and as as well, they should all die. Yeah. Um, And that's, that's, that's what I had. But the quick version is the main guys I've had in it was for, um, for Will, I went the opposite way and I I did Jennifer Lawrence uh, because Hunger Games is basically Battle Royale. Yeah, true. Um, So she, she's going to be the Will character, uh, but she's, you know, she's. Like Wally, like I can't forget that changed the name. I didn't want to do something that was just stereotypical, like Denise, or you know what I mean. I was trying to think of like a really cool name, so I was just like, Well, 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 uh, Wally, Wally sounds good. She's a Wally, okay. That's a that's an ambiguous name, right? Sure, no, it's not.
1: No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I don't want to speak.
2: Can we Google that? Yeah,
1: (laughs) with any like.
2: No, I came up with several names, but uh, she, uh, she's she is the Will character. I didn't okay. I didn't give her uh uh sell the down the Willamina, <laughs> the Willamina, uh uh, uh Willa, Wilda, no, Wilda. There you Wilda. go, Wilda. She really got fucking picked on until <laughs> yeah, she right. got her powers. Now she's pissed. Now
1: she's
2: ready. For- <laughs> I am not a witch. Uh, so all right, we'll go with Wilda. And for the uh, for the father, um, I did uh Anthony Starr who plays uh Homelander in the boys
1: oh man and does so well yes does so incredibly well yeah. in that role he
2: won't mind ripping your fucking arms off Jesus. if you hurt his child yeah um and uh, elizabeth shoe would be the mom
1: oh i love some elizabeth Shue. yes
2: because she she just she's just elizabeth shoe yeah i just i love her anyways i'll put her in anything yep um and for you know for layla i was trying to i was trying to think of like who could I put in there that was like really bad, and I really couldn't think of anybody specific except for uh, Willa Holland, and she is she actually plays um, Red Arrow on on the Arrow TV show. Oh, so okay. And she was on the OC. So, anybody who's might have seen them or knows uh, Willa Holland uh, is her full name. She's a she's a badass. So, in this, she would actually be forced to not be a pacifist. Yeah. Just like in the original movie at the end, she was like, she controls all the plants. And she's like, I thought you were a sidekick. I'm like, basically, you called me that motherfucker. Yeah. That's, that's which that's what she's like. Okay. Um, and, uh, if you've ever seen Arrow, like, they trained her real well. Like, she can pull off those action scenes like a pro. Nice. So she's a badass. Um, but she's very reserved, uh, too. So that's a, that's something you want in that character, especially in a Battle Royale sequence. Battle Royale. Yeah. And for, um, you know, and I, I went through and I was like, who could play someone who's uh, a bad guy or, or a bad person, but at the same time be funny and fucking shoot someone in the head and you're like, you're still cool. Uh, Emma Stone for um, for Gwen. Okay. For Gwen Grayson or Royal Pain*.
1: Yeah, because you definitely want somebody that is charming. I and, mean, for the character. And
2: she still looks, I mean, she still looks very young and you know, you can, you can easily do that and she you know so i think she'll do a hell of a job on that and to keep it together with hunger games for war and peace i did uh, josh hutcherson who if just
1: stealing from hunger games oh
2: straight hunger games but not just hunger games um future man on hulu which is amazing it's future amazing so and much insane fun. yep if you've not seen season two please fucking watch oh there's three seasons now. i mean not the excuse season. me not season two season three yep is radically fucking insane and beautiful oh, all the same wackadoo. time. Wackadoo,
1: and it is the final season. They they did a three season run on yeah. that series.
2: So that those are my main players in the schools. It's locked down and doing a battle royale. They're the ones fight going against all odds. Hell yeah, to stop the murders.
1: All right, mine is uh, far more upsetting than that, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, partially because of who I decided to do as a director. Now I. Uh, I thought, and I've done before, the uh, director of like kids, and uh, yes. what's up, what's up, rockers and
2: stuff. But I remember that one.
1: Yeah, uh, that, that's pretty upsetting. I kind of went in that same direction, but with a different director. Uh, if you are familiar with a little movie by the name of Happiness,
2: oh god damn!
1: Uh, also directed, Welcome to the Dollhouse, and then the sequel to Happiness, which is known as uh, Love During Wartime. And is
2: that an actual sequel? It's an actual that, sequel. It is? Yeah. I, I've heard of it. I've well, not watched I've seen Happiness, unfortunately. It's
1: confusing, and, and this is also part of the th- process that I had here with uh, this version of it. Uh, we're talking about the director, uh, Todd Salons, is the director. In Love During Wartime, it's a lot of the same characters from Happiness, but they're played by different actors, and not different actors that look anything like the original actors, and they're not even playing the characters the same way. So... It's very... It's
2: just different takes on the same yeah, character It's just really rolling is. with it.
1: And it's very odd the the choices made there. So that's kind of what I was looking at that ages aren't really as much of a concern in this regard. I mean, there's no drastic difference in age. But there right. might be like an adult playing a teenager in this because fuck it, it's Todd Well, it's all, That's
2: also Hollywood. Yeah. So so makeup can do amazing things.
1: But a lot of this has to do with if Todd Salons was to take on Sky High, what would he do to the plot? And I think it would be more of a conversation about the relationship between the, between the father and the
2: son, and
1: not in a weird pervy pedo way, but in an like abusive fa- power hungry father kind of way. Where
2: right, my mistakes are now your punishment.
1: Yeah, that that uh, the commander is seen as this hero to the entire world, but when he's at home, he's this piece of shit, like abusive father that like is di- disappointed in his son for not having superpowers. You know that calls him like a mistake a failure all this shit and it's like awful to him and then Jetstream, the mom is you know the classic like battered wife kind of thing where she stays out of it because she knows like she'll get it too if she right. steps in and so it's this horrible family dynamic that about the only person that really knows anything about it is Layla and even that she doesn't really know the full extent of how bad it is um, she thinks that maybe Will is kind of like exaggerating how bad it is and, and so the whole focus is more of a conversation about a you know, an abused kid finding strength within themselves to battle their own demons um, and in the meantime battling demons that are brought onto him by his family because Gwen in the story itself is actually already familiar with the commander and Jetstream. And in this regard, it would be somebody that well, years before um, was hurt in one way or another by the commander. And we could leave it up to uh, your uh, imagination as to what kind of hurt was placed on the villain in this role. So immediately now, there's almost a sympathy for the villain. The real villain is the commander, but even so, that that villain is hurting innocent people.
2: You jokered it up.
1: I jokered it up yeah, a little bit. You did. Yeah, So it it's fucking dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like abuse on fucking kids in this in this version, uh, which makes it not so much a family film anymore. Um, yeah, when you it's have the director of Welcome your to the Dollhouse it. and Happiness, yeah, it's going to be a fucked up movie. Yeah. So the uh, casting list goes, for the commander, I decided to cast uh, the most American actor I could think of, Mads Mikkelsen.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, he'd Anim- be a, uh, yeah, yeah, well, he just screams bad guys. Oh, so. yeah, it
1: just has that fucking, like, leaking out of his pores. Oh, like, God,
2: the scar.
1: Yeah. It would be really interesting to see him in, like, a super suit. Like, beating the shit out of his kid for, like, embarrassing him at his alma mater.
2: And then you know? beating the shit out of him because he got blood on his suit. Yeah, like exactly. Like, that's the kind of asshole he yep. would be.
1: So, Mads Mickelson as the commander in a superhero suit. Then for Jetstream, the battered wife and, you know unfortunate mom in this situation I decided to kind of do a throwback to the original and I got Mary Elizabeth Winstead to play Jetstream the mom
2: oh because she's she's, she could just play anything she she can play anything yeah
1: but yeah so she's you know a bit younger than than the father is but that kind of comes into the you know maybe kind of insinuating that there was some grooming that happened early on in their relationship, that he was already older than her when she was, like, maybe a teenager or something. You know, just add to the scumbagness of the commander. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Mary lives with Winsett, who played the uh, played Gwen and Royal Payne um, in the original. Now she's the mom, Jet Street. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a throwback to the original, which I love doing. Then Will Stronghold. In all of Todd's, uh, Todd Salon's movies, a lot of the characters just look like sad and wet all the Man, time sickly <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. sickly and gross and so I wanted to definitely play into that a little bit more so for the main character Will Stronghold I have uh, Kieran Culkin <laughs> playing oh, Jesus who just looks sad and wet all the time <laughs>
2: Yeah, he's got. Uh, he could do that too. He's a good little actor, uh, Scott Pilgrim. He he's was su- excellent in.
1: He is surprisingly good actor. Um, yeah, he
2: th- might be better. He's better than his brother.
1: I think he's better than his brother. He just doesn't get as much many roles as his brother got.
2: No, although you should see uh, Saved, with uh, Mandy Moore I've seen and Saved. Jenna. Saved, is in- excellent. Incredible he, movie. He, and Macaulay Culkin, fucking
1: yep, fantastic. He was great in that. Uh, then we're moving on to uh, Layla, the friend, and you know the sad and wet casting uh this is an actress that is um a great actress but always looks like she just fell in a pool and needs a towel like that not like with the wetness in there she just looks cold all the time like i'm always think that she's like two seconds away from shivering anytime that I see her doesn't matter what scene and what movie but she always looks like she's a little cold
2: I'm excited I'm wondering if it's the same person I'm thinking about
1: and you know there's some actors like that like I think Sissy Spacek always looks like she needs a a blanket oh god yeah yeah like she always
2: looks plays to her that plays to her strengths so but sure but I think also Elle Fanning has a little bit of that too
1: and that's who I just
2: Crispin Glover too.
1: Crispin Glover also looks like he always needs a blanket but Elle Fanning is who I chose for Layla uh, uh, as the always cold person. Oh, <laughs> is, yeah. In this role. And also,
2: all the fannings look like she that. Can,
1: she can play, like, especially with somebody that's coming from, like, a battered family. The, it can almost seem like she's got a lot of shit going on in her life, too. And that might be the thing that kind of, like, seems naturally to draw them together in this story.
2: Yeah. She could play, like, her sister played in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, that's the kind of character she yeah. played, just fucking battered and beaten and.
1: But I also want to play because it's you have a little bit more sympathy for the villain Royal Payne, in this uh, circumstance. I don't want her to play it as like mwahaha mustache troll so much. Right. It's just like, I mean, this is a scarred person. Yeah, you know, this is somebody somebody that is dealing with a with fucking trauma, and so. The acting out, the, uh, you know, like, trying to hurt everybody, it's it's more in a relation to, like, you let this happen. You didn't do anything. You brushed it under the rug because he was from, like, a well-established family or a well-established superhero. Yeah.
2: Like... The common themes of, of life today is... It, well, it, it yeah.
1: kind of speaks to people being allowed to do stuff because no, people want to turn a blind eye.
2: Yeah. Well, mine was the same way. She was bullied. And yeah. she wanted everybody to feel the way that she felt. Yep. And that anger... And turn it on everyone else.
1: Yeah. So actually, I would even possibly combine that with like your Ray being just like the Battle Royale Ray. Yeah. Because that would make more sense contextually with my version here, the Todd Stoltz.
2: Do we have a partnership here?
1: Or Todd Salons. Um, I mean,. I wouldn't be against it. When yeah. when we eventually get hit up by Disney to do a dark, gritty <laughs> reboot of Sky High, then yes, I think we, we can work it together here. It's
2: going to be Disney X. <laughs> Disney <laughs> X. It has to be the new streaming service. What was
1: it? They they made an, another production company, so it wasn't didn't say Disney Pictures presents, presents for a live called Tombstone Pictures. So they could just revive that and uh, Tombstone Pictures. Oh, they could. Yeah. That
2: could be their subsidiary of yep. adult... Uh, related movies
1: gritty reboots of like kids movies that they're
2: although Deadpool would fall under that too probably I yeah. mean they were worried about putting D- uh, X-Men days of future past now on Disney plus unedited and I'm like well I mean not everything on Disney plus is a hundred percent kid I no. mean, Endgame isn't necessarily a child's movie at all the themes are holistically adult oh yeah definitely
1: okay then we've got uh, so we've got Always needs a blanket L. Fanning as Layla. Oh, that, yeah, she's Layla. Sorry, um, not not Gwen. Um, I've got a different actress for, for Gwen. Sorry. Al Fanning is the s- sympathetic friend that becomes love interest. Did do that is, too? Is, yeah. Super eight. Then, uh, yeah, exactly. And then we've got Warren Peace, uh, s- still such a great name, uh, Ezra Miller. Also always looks a little wet.
2: If you can get him the job, for sure. And. Yeah, because I don't. I think he lost Flash for pushing an old lady down in a, or, or a older lady down in a grocery store. It was filmed. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, no, no. You could watch the video. I've seen it a dozen times. Like, so I mean, not a dozen, but I, I've watched it a bunch of times. Basically, yeah. I
1: like you have it on loop and just laughing as he's <laughs> well. I'm just monster. I'm just
2: going like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, uh, your status.
1: Okay, well I will say that I did not know that when I casted Ezra yeah. Miller in this role. Yeah, I
2: I I'm of the understanding that he's probably going to obviously they don't want any ties with him for be doing that Jesus. on camera. So, uh, What the fuck, bro? Which pisses me off because um, you know, I actually think he's a he's a really good actor. He's a great actor. Yeah, uh yeah, he's got a lot of skill and a lot of range. But
1: also yeah, don't fucking push over <laughs> old ladies what the
2: fuck uh, I mean the perks of being a wallflower was a standout role for Absolutely him I was. Mean, I've watched that movie a hundred times that's a great movie and, so uh,
1: we need to talk about Kevin have you seen that Kevin we need to talk about Kevin the movie that's the name of the movie no 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 it's like about a like sociopathic kid that ed- at the end of it like shoots up a school and it's like the mom seeing like telltale signs
2: of and doing it. nothing and...
1: and no and trying to get other people to notice it as well and people like oh it's fine it's just a brooding kid that's what they do yeah and being the only person that's like taking it seriously that the kid has a real fucking issue and it's ezra miller
2: yeah we need to talk about kevin that's the name of yeah it. and this is before th- do what this is before perks of being a wallflower uh but
1: uh, that was, was before his or role. directly after uh, it was it was uh around the same time
2: yeah so
1: but i'm pretty sure yeah i'm pretty sure that was that but
2: he'd be i mean he's a great choice because mm-hmm. he's a great actor in terms of if it was a reality situation in the real world um in the before times let's <laughs> say <laughs> before everything uh then you know you could definitely he'd be a great choice I just yeah. don't think you'd get him hired now
1: yeah well and you know I wouldn't necessarily want to have him on my production if he's somebody that pu- pushes over old ladies that's fucked up
2: yeah I mean and listen I, I could be taking it watch the video yeah and take the you know the context is yeah not really there you don't know what happened before True. or after, but... No, I didn't know anything about that. Just the though. act of doing it now is bad Oof. enough.
1: All right, so... We're in peace, question mark. Uh, <laughs> moving on to the next casting. I ruined it. Uh, you ruined it. Next person up is uh, a lesser known... That is actually older than a lot of the casting for the teen characters in this in this movie. But she has played much younger before in other roles. She has that kind of face that if put in the proper context... She can play like a teenager pretty easily... Has did so in a series on I believe Hulu called Pen Fifteen, where she plays a fifteen-year-old kid, and it's believable as a fifteen-year-old kid with like braces and a, and like a bowl cut. But she was also in this surprisingly funny romantic comedy called uh, Plus One, where it's her and a male friend who's actually the main character. It plays a uh, Huey in The Boys is the male lead. Oh, okay. In that. And they're friends that decide to, they have a bunch of weddings to go to, different weddings to go to during the summer. They decide to just be each other's plus ones to make it easier. And he hates love and she, she's like just newly out of a relationship and they end up starting something and
2: uh, there's and more chases around the airport, but she's got
1: so great she doesn't fly away. Yeah. So basic. I think that actually something like that happens. I sure think it at did. Point. Yeah. But great comedic timing, a uh, very funny actress, but can also kind of go dark when need, when needed to. Uh, she does at one point in uh plus one for sure. And also angsty teenager, she does really well in Pen Fifteen. So I decided to cast her as uh, Maya or uh, Erskine as a uh, Royal Payne or Gwen in this one.
2: Uh, I know the name for sure. I don't know that I've seen anything she's in.
1: She's done a bunch of small role stuff as well, but I mean, I think she's if a I, char-
2: really good character, great actor. character actor.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I think I think you've probably seen her in something. And then we've got a uh, Coach Boomer, who I want to just like the pure asshole, the like machismo asshole kind of character,
2: the that, Me Too movement like, on-the-list motherfucker uh, probably would be. Yeah,
1: this would be somebody that, like, he would probably be, like, finding out that uh, that Commander was a piece of shit, he'd be like, I knew I liked that guy kind of thing. Right, yeah. That he's also
2: a piece yeah, of shit. I grab, you know, blanks, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's he's a piece of shit, like, machismo coach guy that, like, you know, calls women by terrible names in like when not in the public eye. And so I thought somebody that could definitely play that character relatively well. And and that's not speaking to him personally as a person, but uh, Bill Burr as a coach boomer.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Like really
1: shit talking, hateful guy. Yeah. 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 Lean in really fucking hard. Yeah. It's fucking, I I think it could be very upsetting to see Bill Burr just full on misogynistic coach guy. That's just like shitting on, you know, will stronghold at just as much as his dad does and just getting it from both ends.
2: So after his, uh, after his acting in the uh, Mandalorian, which I was very impressed by. Yeah. I, I love that he played himself, but he played it well. I love that,
1: uh, fans of the series are now saying that because of Bill Burr's accent, he has proved that there is a space Boston
2: in the Mandalorian, A Boston, a New York, a London. Yep. And apparently a lot of them are British. A lot of them are British. I think that's just the Empire. I think they're trying to say something.
1: The Empire is British, yeah. The British yeah.
2: Empire. Well, that makes sense.
1: All right, now we've got a couple things that we want to touch base on before we uh, move forward with our uh, trailers. Okay. A couple mashups that were suggested by some of our uh, fans here. Uh, Dan, Danimal, our uh, regular panelist that sadly... Has recently moved to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to miss him, but on the same end, I he's been talking about moving there for years, so I know he's going to have a blast out there. Yeah, he
2: seems to be happy.
1: And yeah, we wish him well. Uh, Absolutely. You said Bionic Six, but I think he's he means Big Hero Six.
2: Oh, Big Hero. Which yes. Which
1: would be a great mashup for this. I mean. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. You yeah. got. Then Your he,
2: school of geniuses, school of superheroes.
1: Well, and that's the thing. You could actually kind of incorporate the two where there's like the superpowered kids and then there's the super smart kids that have tech yeah like the howard stark kind of character. Yeah,
2: the q division yeah their own little q division yeah
1: and then so you
2: can actually lowercase q you have additional
1: dynamic of like the, the smart tech kids and then superhero kids and yeah some get along but like there is a weird kind of break between uh, like you create like tiers social s- scales uh within huh. the school
2: yeah that would be actually bad. i mean they the technology would probably be a lot better there if they all had their own, you know, every student had their own queue or had a queue department. Yeah. They were assigned their own queue, like the, not the heroes, the sidekicks, but the sidekicks were equipped with the weapons from queue. There we
1: go, yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing. The whole, yeah. Oh, man, that would be so cool. I would, well yeah, I would love that. Well so, done. That's a great choice. Um, our buddy Murphy, bringing the weird um, as <laughs> as they want to do on a regular basis, and I'm stoked about it. The Toxic Avenger.
2: You know what? That's perfect though because For the uh, bus Ron, driver. Ron Wilson. Yep. There's literally a picture of him We're saving the, the city with a fucking mop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you just have the all green. Basically toxic the sequel to Sky High will be a Toxic Avenger Sky High mashup movie where he the Toxic Avenger was a bus driver. But before.
2: he's the nine mile version, right? So he's on the opposite side of the tracks who gets a chance to go to this school. Uh who who's <laughs> so he's you know, he's got a uh, he's got to prove himself uh, as ron wilson and and eventually you know that's his backstory and eventually he becomes ron wilson the bus driver until his day comes and his day will come i
1: i think this is a very doable thing i think troma would be on board to work with disney you <sighs> know how troma and disney are basically the same studio oh, sure so yeah that would be fine
2: no they would be of tombstone <laughs> yeah that's exactly that's exactly be, who work with they were with tombstone <laughs> pictures
1: then uh, the next one, now, you might need to help me with this because I'm not sure if I have seen this movie or not. I might have, and I just forgot about it. Uh, our friend Ty suggested Zoom Academy for Superheroes, which I know has Tim Allen in it.
2: Yes. Okay. That's uh, similar premise. Okay. Um, uh, where instead of it's just like a general high school where they teach them and they become teenagers, it's a school, a small school, basically a training academy for superheroes, Um, but it's, you know, there's only like a handful of them sort of situation, basically almost like a, you know, where X-Men would be the mashup of that. This would just be the X-Men, but they're training to be the X-Men and there's no other students. That's basically what is. and Tim Allen's character is like the old school of the old of the school. You know what I mean? And who came back to teach these kids and save the world. Okay.
1: So you could definitely have like basically like the elite division of kids that's within the school as well. So you've got like. The elite superheroes, regular superheroes,
2: tech kids, yeah. oh and
1: yeah, then, and then down at the very bottom is superhero support.
2: Yeah, class X. Yeah, the class X uh, or Y, class uh, the, the, all chromosomes.
1: It'd be like when I was going through school, they called it the gifted program, where it's like the the AP <laughs> yeah. classes, like the AP class kids. Basically. Yeah, yeah.
2: They gave a good name to you know, they were they were the uh, the high high above high ranking high thinking.
1: The, uh, they're getting credit for Sky University.
2: you um, right. They're <laughs> the ones that keep classes. it afloat, motherfuckers. Yeah, no shit.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, that totally feels like it'd be able to be mashed up, no problem. And uh, I think that's about it for the ones for the mashes up. Mashes up. Yes, uh, I think n- we're <laughs> good with those. So now we've got to talk about the trailers that we're going to do.
2: Oh, Lord. Which I
1: know is your personal favorite, Smash. Yeah,
2: personal kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I, if you want, I can go first. Or
2: I mean, you may, uh, you may as well end this thing off with something positive. So why don't I go first? Okay. That way they have something at least fun to... I'm going to go off my horror one. Okay. It's easy to do that.
1: And I think I'm going to do my my fucked up remix version. Uh, the uh, director of Happiness and Welcome to the Dollhouse presents <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sky High. So um, yeah. let me cue up, cue up your music.
3: In a world where superheroes exist, and normal people are none the wiser unless their asses need to be saved. There is a school of special students, sort of like the Xavier School, for for gifted students, but they all, they all, they're not mutants, they just have superpowers. Not sure what the difference is? In this school, long time ago, there was a young lady, very smart, bullied, and she took that anger, and she gave herself life many decades ahead in the future and told herself that she would exact revenge. Where bullying is still a very serious issue and they did nothing about it, comes the consequences of the lockdown. In this, you will see a lot of death and probably people shitting themselves, but you're gonna see a lot of big budget superhero fights. And hopefully, not too many people shit themselves and the day is saved by Will Stronghold. Who gets his powers very late in the movie. So, have fun. And so comes in summer of 20... In the aftertimes. (laughs)
1: In the aftertimes. Whatever year that is. (laughs)
3: Whatever year this may be. (laughs) Been in post-production for 15 years. 2045 comes sky high.
1: Woo! I like that you're, you're bringing a new era to trailers where they just explain <laughs> plot points.
2: Well, they show the them anyway, <laughs> yeah, so what the fuck right. is the difference? <laughs> they give you the whole movie. <laughs> okay. You're welcome, America.
1: Uh, so, yeah, that that was your uh, your your yeah. fucked up version.
2: That was right? better than my previous ones, at least. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs>
2: That's I, not saying much, yeah. but <laughs> progress is progress.
1: Alright, so I'm doing my uh, Todd Salon's uh, director Welcome to the Dollhouse and uh, Happiness uh, version of this. Uh, So here we go. From the
0: director that brought you Welcome to the Dollhouse and Happiness comes a superhero tale to as old as time. Meet Will Stronghold, a young boy finding his way and his path while he goes into superhero high school sky high, living under the shadow of his superhero legendary father. The commander, Will knows that his father isn't quite the hero that people know when he's at home. Scarred, broken, and beaten, Will has to find his own way to make it in the world and find his own strength from inside his heart. (laughs) This summer, find out the secret that the commander has kept and that peeling back that secret Might be a price that's too sky-high for Will to pay. (laughs) See what I
2: did? (laughs) You
0: did a thing. I did a thing. Coming July 2087... uh,
2: When all people listening are dead.
0: (laughs) When we're all dead. uh, Comes a reimagining of the Disney classic, Sky High, A Price to Pay. (laughs)
1: So yeah, I definitely ahead of time had the, like the prices too sky high. Yeah, that was,
2: that was good. I I fought that one to not laugh right into the mic. Yeah.
1: Like I, I just, I was going to make sure that was getting into my trailer. You did well, yes. You did
2: well. I'm I'm proud to have been a part of this recording tonight.
1: (laughs) Happy to help. (laughs) And that does make it our recording for this, uh, for this evening. Thank you so much for listening to a new episode of Smack My Pitch Up. We're hopefully going to be releasing episodes every week, um, whether it be like in person in the studio doing the social distance versions of recording or uh, via zoom chat so the quality levels might vary depending on the conversations but that's only because we're trying to be as safe as possible with any of the stuff we're doing
2: so. yeah it's a hodgepodge i mean you, do it, you can do it in person as long as you're safe like we are now or you can do it in on zoom but this, the conversation is still the same.
1: It is. And it's not too bad when it's a one on one kind of thing like Smack My Pitch
2: Up. So. No, because we can glare into each other's eyes while we're drinking and not make it weird and, well, or
1: intentionally make it weird as weird we Weird in my to groins, do. but yeah. that's about it. <laughs> in your groins. Okay. <laughs> so, again, uh, re- remember that anything that you purchase through the TeePublic site currently, including Smack My Pitch Up gear or anything else that we got, we just dropped a new design. Uh, it's amazing. Live, laugh, centipede. Uh, it's the human centipede that spells out live, laugh, love with the like intestinal track. Uh, yes. It's it's a sight to behold. All that stuff's available at our T Public site that you can find at gui po- podcast slash store and uh, just click on the T Public link to get there. Every one hundred percent of the profit margin that we make on those sales, currently we are donating to um, various funds. Currently, the Holly Fund. Um, uh, f- basically helping with COVID relief, um, right. with local restaurants and, then uh, restaurant the pe- workers, people
2: with yeah, the people uh, really affected exactly. by that from that. Yeah. So financially.
1: it's, it's not a ton, but every, every dollar helps. So mm. literally if you want to mm. get, we have masks there and also any masks that T public sells, uh, they give a free n 95 mask to, um, a organization that distributes those to uh, hospitals that are in need of masks. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a way for you to get masks to where they're going. If you want to get a mask with a GUI print on the front of it or just any purchases, our money is going to a good cause. So. Yep,
2: man. And we're we're, we're not going to get through any of this um, apart. We're only going to get through it as as one big fucking team. Mm-hmm. Really, there, if there was ever anything to show how important teamwork was that you always just scoffed at in fucking gym class or sports mm-hmm. or whatever... You know, there's no I and team like this is the time.
1: Yep. So we appreciate everybody that's kind of hunkering down and getting through this as best as we can Um, we're, we're trying to, and we're hopefully going to be able to release episodes more regularly here coming, moving forward uh, to at least give you a little bit of an oasis away yeah. from all the crazy for a little bit.
2: Just remember to laugh. It's not going to solve everything, but damn, it makes you feel pretty it, good. It
1: definitely helps with mental health and that's a an Im- very important thing that needs to be paid attention to
2: right absolutely now,
1: so, so uh, hopefully we can bring a little bit of that to you and we that's all our motive is with this thing. And uh, and remember to share this with your friends. Rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your shows. Um, reach out on social media. Let us know what you want us to reboot, remake, reimagine on future episodes. Let us know episodes that you liked in the past. Have that conversation with us. We're always open to talk with our listeners. So, uh, I'm Mike the Hobbit, and I am Smash. And uh, you just got pitch smacked. Your face, bitch.
3: GUI Podcast.com